positive i think hustle would come in making sure that you reach the market faster you uh, do things like the operational things are all hustle but building the brand would should should always be slow you can't rush building a brand hi guys welcome to the remasters the remasters is a show about founders innovators entrepreneurs and all those dreamers who have hustled to create some amazing products and services we dive deeper into these brilliant minds and deconstruct what makes them tick they really are dream hustlers because we believe that these dreamers have followed their dreams relentlessly in this episode we speak with pallavi utagi founder of superbottoms a baby diaper brand pallavi's entrepreneurial story is very exciting she started this brand because her baby suffered repeatedly from severe diaper rashes from personally investing about 24 lakh rupees to start the brand in 2016 to a brand with a valuation of 100 plus crores today there is much that we can learn from superbottoms pallavi thank you for coming on the show it's a pleasure to have you thank you anmol thank you for having me here so pallavi the first question and a question that i normally ask all entrepreneurs on my show is what made you want to become an entrepreneur was it something that uh, you always wanted to do when you were a school student something that kind of came when you were in college or was it this uh, baby uh, rash thing that your baby suffered uh, or was it a combination of all of them so anmol uh, i think i had wanted to start something on my own right since my uh, mba days and you know like a lot of uh, people during their business management studies they think of starting on their own and there are a lot of discussions but nothing really materializes i think i was one of them and i would have all these business plans in my head but when the baby happened and uh, i saw an idea that really seemed to have some weight and also i was on a maternity break right so mm-hmm. i had time on my hands so i thought why not and that's when i jumped into it so i would say yes i had been thinking about it but i think i was just waiting for the right idea and the right moment and is it something that uh, was also discussed in your family uh, is do you come from a business family Uh, no not at all in fact i come from my mom is a teacher my dad was always into service so yeah so it was really not de- uh, discussed much in the, my family uh-huh. and the decision did come as a shocker but uh, i think the, you know uh, they now are of course uh, okay with it tell us about the journey of kind of creating super bottoms i believe you traveled to china to do some research about diapers there are already existing big big brands uh, of diapers disposable diapers what made you want to kind of create a brand so uh, anmol any new parent in india typically gets introduced to two types of diapers so on one hand is the disposable diaper which is massively convenient and on the other hand is the langot which is great for the baby skin but they are very very messy so yeah. i was also a new parent struggling between the two and i was told to maximize langot uh, because it was great for the baby skin so i was just you know struggling with the two and i thought uh, this is not okay as a new parent i need to have an option which combines the two like i want a high performance cloth diaper and right. why is that not there and that's when i started researching and i found some options and i found some options which were uh, uh, in china i found some in us i got them here i then i once traveled there got them made uh, and my baby was my guinea pig mm-hmm. i tested all the diapers i tested more than 200 different types of diapers on my son wow and uh, noted the feedback here yeah. and, and that's how we started he has told the world about huh? <laughs> yeah yeah he, he couldn't complain at that time so yeah right so he was probably the first brand ambassador for the brand absolutely brand ambassador critique everything 
and when you went out to kind of tell people about your brand uh, did you talk about the fact that you know i tested it on my baby and that's how i know that it's a great product how did you convince people yes in fact you know uh, that has been the point even till date uh, uh, that one we do test uh, i did test the product on my own baby so that is a big big uh, uh, point for uh, other parents and the second thing is even now we test the products internally on our own babies like mm-hmm. now the team has a lot of babies in the team so we do test them on our own babies and i think that is what gives the entire community a, a lot of confidence in the brand and did you not do any market testing like say a uh, big market testing with say 1000 people 100 people you didn't or you just tested it on your baby or maybe uh, and that you, and that was it and you were like this is a great product so it started with my baby and then in the immediate circles and then with friends and family and then if i would come across a particular baby who was very heavy weighter i would ping them and say hey listen you know i just need you to test out something would you be okay and of course we had safety certificates and also uh, there be the parents would you would be okay trying them out and then give me feedback so that's how we actually began it was pretty humble a beginning to be very honest uh but yeah that's it was more uh, hands on testing wow that's interesting and what did you learn in china so in china uh it was primarily to see what are the different materials fabrics the manufacturing process uh because it's a product which was very very new and uh, there were no makers in india for it so uh there i primarily went to learn how to make this product because there were uh, while the product seems simple it's a diaper made of cloth you right at the end of the day but there are a lot of technicalities in terms of the shape the cut the way you stitch the fabrics you use so i think uh, in china i got to learn a lot uh, in terms of the entire uh, technicality of the product right and what do you think of uh, indian sort of manufacturing prowess for a diaper brand and were you like skeptical mm-hmm. skeptical about it and how did you go about it so uh, interestingly uh, while uh, i was looking for suppliers and i reached out to some indian suppliers i faced a lot of resistance because one i was a very very small business for them and uh, they would not really be in the mood to entertain talk to uh, uh, the brand and plus the product was very new for them so i faced a lot of resistance in fact to get work done in india uh, chinese manufacturers on the other hand are open to taking smaller orders and they knew the product so initially i did uh, rely on them to get my uh, products done as we grew and the volumes were big enough to work with the indian manufacturers we moved into india for manufacturing right. and how have you managed to achieve the scale that you have right now you have an interesting concept uh, did you kind of engage you engaged a lot of moms uh, you you have a big facebook group as well how did you kind of get to scale was it just word of mouth or was it more than that so uh, to start with anmol we were always bootstrapped uh, for at least the first two years so it was all word of mouth uh, we would uh, reach out to 100 moms and they would tell other 100 mothers and that's the beauty of the parenting community i feel if uh, if a few parents like your product you can rest assured that they are going to tell 1000 other parents and uh, and it also works the other way around if they don't like it then it doesn't work so uh, we reached out to some of these whatsapp groups and all again run by mothers so they were very inexpensive way of reaching out to parents and uh, so we would go there educate and sample there and then it would just uh, take off from there so it was largely word of mouth and even today it is largely word of mouth but now uh, word of mouth is a little slow so uh, now we are investing in performance marketing facebook ads google ads all of that to uh, kind of increase the pace of growth but it's largely remains word of mouth 
Right. That's interesting. And you have a group of moms uh, called uh, yeah. the Mitra. Uh, the Mitra. Yes. And they are about, yeah. I think about 19 number. And how do they right. kind of uh, kind of expand the reach of the brand? So uh, when we were uh, actually, uh, when we launched Superbottoms, we got a lot of parents asking us saying, hey, listen, I keep talking about your product and I love it and I keep endorsing it. Is there some way I can actually earn while I do that? Because, you know, I'm giving you a lot of business. And we said, why not? It's quite a uh, interesting idea because these mothers are amazing. They are well qualified. So uh, these 90 mothers, we have uh, doctors, we have pediatricians, we have writers, we have software engineers, all sort of women who are our customers and they love the brand. So uh, they go out, they talk about the brand, they earn a little commission out of it. But more than that, they are like our uh, uh, educators on ground. They even do home demonstrations. Sometimes they even run local exhibitions. So these mothers uh, reach out to more mothers in small, small pockets in the country. So we typically manage to reach at a very superficial level. But these women are right there in the local WhatsApp groups and WhatsApp communities. And I think that's the you know, uh, entire strength that we have as a brand. That we are there in the local small WhatsApp groups as well. And there are three crore babies born in India every year. And I right. think that segment still has about only 10% using disposable diapers. How do you target right. this 90% who've already been using cotton that they should use a better cotton diaper? What happens, yeah, so, you know, we uh, keep on saying that we, uh, disposable diapers are really not our competition. Our competition is those langur, uh, which are just there and the parent keeps on changing them with every pee. And uh, not just the uh, langur, she has to change the bed, the mattress, the everything, there's a mess. So, uh, when they use a super bottoms, you don't, you kind of replace uh, uh, using six to seven uh, langurs in that span. Mm-hmm. with a cloth diaper so you completely go mess free and your baby sleeps well is they are dry feel so they don't wake up so it's all the benefits of disposable minus all the negatives of it so uh, right. that's how and that that is a strong story that uh, uh, right. man, we managed to convince uh, parents with right and you have disposable diaper biggies like pampers and huggies so massive marketing yes. budget and i'm not afraid to use them How do you counter that and how have you been countering that apart from uh, Google ads and word of mouth? How do you counter such massive spends? So Anmol, Pampers, Huggies, they are big of course, as you said, and they have huge spends. But despite that, the penetration is less than 10%. So that says a lot. Every parent knows about Pampers, but why are they not using them as much as uh, they should be using them technically? So there is a lot of uh, baggage. Uh, there are known rash cases that they have. There is the sustainability angle to it. So they, they while they are very convenient, they come with a lot of baggage. So parents are anyway actively, like I was, there are a lot of parents actively looking for an alternative. So, uh, so we, in our, in our head, there are two types of parents, one who is happy with disposable diapers and one who is dissatisfied, but using because she doesn't have any choice. So that is the parent we talk to. And we tell them that here's a diaper, which gives you the convenience of a disposable diaper, but the comfort of a cloth. So why not go for these? And uh, that that works. And were there any ideas and research in the beginning, which did not Mm -hmm. bring out the result that you had thought it would? How much of research did you do? How much of testing did you do? How much of prototyping? prototyping that you do and there's so many ideas that did not work it it we had like 200 different samples as i said of Mm. which we managed to uh, you know say that okay about 15 work the reason is that we wanted a certain level of performance we wanted a certain kind of fit and we wanted a certain way the diaper would uh, kind of be easy to wash or not so all of that 
so any any cloth can absorb but we wanted a cloth which would be trim which would not tear off which would last 300 washes so um, there were a lot of uh, challenges lot of uh, failures lot of uh, things that did not work so i would say within after 200 uh, prototypes we managed to say okay 10 kind of work and even today uh the diaper that we have we keep on evolving so every 6 months there's something we change about it because we keep getting customer feedback saying hey you know what why don't we do this and why don't you guys try this out and we actually take in every single feedback we get from customers and improvise on the product so today we are probably in the fifth version of our diaper and i think another two are already in the pipeline and you know the biggest difficulty that a startup faces is they have they may have a great product uh they may have mm-hmm. great word of mouth but that word of mouth takes a lot of time did you go out to yeah. stores did you talk to a lot of e-commerce brands and say that hey yeah. this is a great product how did you how did you get that kick start to kind of uh you know know that your product is actually something that the market demands you know usually brands face a challenge of uh, being a new brand in an already established category like a new skincare brand or a new uh, something but in our case it was a new brand in a completely new category so we had a challenge which was quite tough and when we reached out to retailers they would say that uh, you know who's going to buy this product and we have our shelves full with pampers and we don't have space to keep you um or uh, you know i'm not going to spend time explaining such a product and it's too complex e-commerce portals were in fact great because e-commerce is quite a leveler it makes sure that it puts you and pampers out there and it's up to the customer now to choose you know what mm-hmm. they find convenient so that helped and there we saw that parents were taking us up and we were uh, you know preferred also we did a lot of work on our customer service so in the initial days i used to personally handle about 100 whatsapp chats in a day just wow. answering customer queries and telling them that how to use the product and doing video calls and all of that today we have a team of about 18 people doing that but wow. um, i think having their help and uh, an interesting story now uh, retailers uh, we don't have a retail team now we initially had and it failed but now we don't have any retail team and we are present in about 70 stores in india working fully on advance which i think right. no other brand has possibly managed to do wow. so i That's think yeah so that i think it was a struggle initially but i think all the since the product was good it finally worked do you ever feel that you know this struggle was worth it uh, and you're like uh i actually did what i wanted to do instead of in spite of a lot of naysayers being there uh, do you always uh, kind of uh, do you get to kind of meet some of those naysayers uh, when you started your brand uh who told you that this is not something that you can do this is not something that will work out how do you kind of uh, confront that uh of course there are naysayers and there were a lot of them in fact uh, and i think we just you know we just have to politely say that okay i hear you but i will still do this and that's what i kept doing and that's about it of course it does make you doubt sometimes that oh okay maybe that person is right after all that person is a mature you know someone who understands business and all mm-hmm. but uh, somewhere the conviction that it may just work internal uh, self con- uh, self confidence is what has to come through at the end of the day and you know I come to the topic of mental wellness over here now because you are dealing mm-hmm. with a lot of moms here and a lot right. of moms uh, you know Uh, go through this uh, postpartum depression post pregnancy uh right. so how do you kind of uh, how does the community sort of manage those sort of uh, issues uh, do you have some mm-hmm. sort of um, uh, you know psychiatric sort of help how do you kind of help these moms who are going through some sort of uh, mental stress 
so uh, we uh, and we have a teams uh, we our team is all moms and as i said we have a network of mothers and we have a group of about 37000 parents so it's all moms and moms together so we realize that you know uh, we are not just a brand selling diapers we are a lot more than that and it's not just about us and the product and the business but this entire community that is around super bottoms so uh, uh, we have uh, parents who we know are psychologists or psychiatrists or mental health counselors and uh, they are a part of our community so whenever we see even uh, signs so our team is uh, trained on seeing signs or noticing signs on of a mother complain uh, you know uh, possibly having depression or uh, someone who is anxious uh and we immediately alert the mothers who are on our team on our group and we know our uh, professionals in this field and we tag them and ask them to talk to the mothers we also have a system where a mother can anonymously post about what she feels uh, on our community and then we again reach out to them and try to uh, arrange sessions with them or whatever whatever works with them so uh, to give you an example during covid uh, we had some mothers who reached out and said that i don't know what is going to happen and i i am very very anxious that if something happens to me who is going to feed my children and uh, we were we were and it was quite a sensitive and emotional time for everyone not just the mothers but across india and we thought we had to do something about it so we arranged these uh, sessions in the group and again we had uh, 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 one on one sessions with these mothers we got so many anonymous mothers reaching out to us mm-hmm. and we just tried to help them out in the best way possible so right. we keep doing these and i think that's a topic very close to my heart so i think we will continue working on this a lot right and building a startup is a constantly sort of evolving process even when a brand is established in innovations and uh sort of new sort of thinking how do you evolve your process of making eco friendly diapers and at the same time making sure it's a good quality and matching say a diaper produced by say a huggy so um sustainability is one of our core brand values so we whenever we uh, work on the product or the packaging or even uh, possibly simple things like how will the stock come from our supplier to us mm-hmm. you know uh, even that, there we try to avoid plastic completely uh, so i think sustainability is just uh, ingrained into the team even the team that we have the entire team is very person in their even in their personal lives they always uh, try and uh, have a sustainable lifestyle mm-hmm. or uh, Uh, even on our group or community there are, there is always a lot of discussion on reusing the packaging material and mm-hmm. how super bottoms box boxes are getting reused as play toys and everything mm-hmm. so i think um, uh, overall uh, because the brand is about uh, eco friendliness and also it started because i was really unhappy with the amount of plastic that was generated mm-hmm. i think uh, sustainability is right at the core of super bottoms um, right. in terms of reducing right. plastic and everything that brings me to leadership uh, like uh, you said you love leading you've been talking about state garden in some of your columns uh, like how how do you define good leadership and is there a leader that you admire a lot so i would define a good leadership by someone who leads by example i think that is the best way to lead uh, while it may sound very bookish but i think mm-hmm. i've personally seen it and experienced it that where what i do and what i say and uh, the actions should always match the words so if i expect someone else to do something i should be doing it as well so you know i had this uh, senior i had a boss who always used to say that pallavi i'll never delegate something i cannot do myself 
so that has really stuck with me so i uh, make sure that whatever i'm trying to ask out of my team i am able to do myself as well um and i think that's that's the way i pre- believe that a good leadership should be um in terms of the leader that i would uh, the person the business person i admire is uh, probably said gordon who i think is one of those people who really builds communities and not just uh, a business so yeah how important is it for a brand to hustle or do you think it's more important for a brand to kind of do a sort of a slow cook sort of a process where it kind of builds it up slowly slowly i think uh, there are some areas where you should hustle and while some areas you should be very very uh, particular about going slow i think hustle would come in making sure that you reach the market faster you uh, do things like the operational things are all hustle but building the brand would should should always be slow you can't rush building a brand right uh, you need to take your time you need to take your time to build a certain mindset uh, or build a certain image in the consumer's mind mm-hmm. so that cannot be rushed but yes hustling is always involved because you have to make a product go get it to the market on time mm-hmm. make sure that everything is in place orders are delivered all of that so there's a lot of hustle but you can't uh, rush brand building right and you have spoken about sort of scaling your business there is a valuation of 100 crores that you have had today uh tell me a lot of businesses say that you know there is a lot of operations there's a lot of hard work that went into building this brand how much uh, would you owe luck uh, to uh, the formation of your brand how important has luck been to you i think luck has been important no doubt so to give you an example our first investor who is the founder of snapdeal kunal bhai mm-hmm. uh, his child was using our diaper and that's right. how we discovered the brand and that right. was a big uh, and that's how we got our first investment wow. so i would say <laughs> luck definitely played right. a part uh-huh. but uh, it's it's of course uh, you know we also had to make sure that the product was good enough for him to like it at the end of the day so right. yeah right. i think it's both right and you uh, believe that discipline uh, has been very important uh, for you to kind of build this brand or has it been for you yes discipline definitely helps uh, in getting things done mm-hmm. uh, at the same time i think the fact that i had a lot of freedom because it was at the end of the day not a job mm-hmm. has also helped a lot so we have tried a lot of things which were very very uh, different and uh, so to say uh, not uh, common place in terms of the way things are done mm-hmm. and i think that has helped so discipline yes to get things done as such you need it but otherwise i don't think it's necessary especially if you want to build something new right and on that note uh, palavi my last question to you what is that piece of advice that you would like to share with that passionate lot uh, who are wanting to create their own businesses with all the learnings that you've had from your experience what would you tell a budding entrepreneur uh, you know i get asked this uh, question a lot but i always say that a lot of people think about doing it but don't because they just don't take that step so i think the only thing i would say is just take that step take one step at a time and just keep doing these things just keep working so start with uh, you know deciding a brand name make a little website put out mm-hmm. and just keep taking one step at a time and the uh-huh. second thing is reach out i think the entire community the entrepreneur uh, community the mompreneur community it's so supportive and so easily accessible now right. for people who genuinely want to do something i think one just has to reach out and take the step and i think uh, uh, it's it all gets done so long wow. as you are persistent wow i'll ask a supplementary question like they do in exams uh, <laughs> how important is failure to you then like how important do you think is failure for an entrepreneur because a lot of entrepreneurs fail they shut it down 
go yeah. back to a job how do you think an entrepreneur or a budding entrepreneur should think about failure i think you know i wouldn't glorify failure that you know is fa- failure is a stepping stone and all i mm-hmm. it is very hard you know when you fail because it's personal business is all mm-hmm. personal i don't think it's anything else it's very very personal so the failure is also personal but i think the most important thing is to just try and move on as fast and as easily as possible uh, and not think about or not, not dwell upon it or mull over it too much take what you can take out of it and just move on but uh, one needs to be prepared for it and uh, one needs to be prepared for it in very unexpected ways so you may think that oh i am very good at marketing and i will not fail there but you may just so you might as well have uh, be open to that idea that i may fail in some things and i just have to make sure that i keep moving irrespective right Pallavi, thank you so much for that insightful podcast. Guys, do visit superbottoms.com to know more about the brand and do write back to me at anmol at monsters.in. Pallavi, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much, Anmol. Thank you for having me. It was great talking to you. This podcast is produced by Podsters. Audio editing by Srishti Chaturvedi. Podsters.